musical makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down, the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. E-commerceify your life today on the Conquer Local podcast. Producer Colleen has not disappointed today. She has brought in an expert on e-commerce. And this expert deals with business people all over the world in 47 languages, if I remember correctly. Coming up in a moment, the Director of EU and U.S. Operations at Spotser, our good friend here on the Conquer Local podcast. Stephanie Kirk is our guest next, all the way from Amsterdam. Conquer Local Podcast. We are worldwide. Hashtag worldwide. We are on our way to Amsterdam. And joining us on the broadcast, good friend of mine, Stephanie Kirk. Stephanie, good to see you again. Hi, George. Good to see you. Stephanie is the Director of EU and U.S. Operations for our good friends at Spotser. If you remember back on broadcast, I think it was a couple of seasons ago, we had Pete Ermson, the uh, CEO. We're going to talk about e-commerce today, but first, I, I would just love for you to tell us what your day-to-day looks like and your team and where that team is located, because I, I know some inside information, but I'd love for the conquerors to hear it from you. <laughs> of course, George. Thank you. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, I'm based in Amsterdam um, with some members of my team, but we're actually um, based across Europe mainly. Um, I look after the partner management team um mainly. So uh, I I look at the operation day to day in terms of what we're doing for our partners. Um, We generally white label for our partners across Europe and the US um, and Australia. But we we spend a lot of time working on how we can make the client journey in particular um, smarter, more efficient, better for the end user. Um, That's what we what we do day to day. Um, recently, of course, we've been working a lot on how we can help SMBs get through the pandemic and everything that's happening out there and everything that we need to do to, to make their lives a little easier. Right. I, you know, I, I'd love to give our listeners a bit of a lens of the the uh, amazing business that is Spotser. And, you know, I know you and I met in the uh, Lisbon airport uh, for the first time going to a Cinda convention, but then I had a chance to come to your headquarters um, and spend a couple of days there. And, and you know, that was pre-pandemic, but it, it was really interesting. You have the, uh, the French team and you have the Dutch team and you have the German team. And I was asking Pete and, and Ash about that um, at, at a previous thing. And it, it was like, you know, Amsterdam seems to be quite, you know, an easy might not be the right word because you have to find the talent, but it seems to be, easier to find people that speak multiple languages to be able to service that customer base because you really do truly have customers all over the world. You are building websites for clients all over the world through a channel partner network. So I'd love to hear it from you. How have you been able to assemble that team of, of those experts that can speak in that language and then also to create the content for that customer on, on their website? Yeah, you're not wrong. We are we are lucky. We're in um we're in a really nice situation where we do have a lot of people coming to live and work in Amsterdam from 
everywhere across the globe. So you're right, we have teams of French speakers, German speakers, Italians, Dutch, Flemish. Um, we have lots of different languages spoken in, in the office. Um, we are able to recruit because Amsterdam is such a hub, isn't it? It's such a great place to be. And a lot of young people in particular come uh, come to see us. So it's amazing to, to have all those people working with us. And it's been a big eye-opener for me, you know, before that, I was in the UK working with UK employees and clients. So for me, it's been an amazing few years working with Spotser and getting to know all these people and, and from different cultures too. Um, we have a team lead who speaks six languages. So where we have a partner who works in various different markets, people like that are just, well, unicorns, I suppose. But we do tend to find them and uh, and they love to come and work for Spotser. In terms of what we provide and how we provide things, I mean, we always promise that we're going to have native speakers. So where we speak direct to clients, they should be able to speak to a native. Um, and the copywriters and the proofreaders that we work with, again, native speakers, all trained um, in, in their own languages, but also um, working across other languages too. We, we work with quite a few bilingual people. I, I found it interesting. I was in Berlin delivering a keynote at uh, Vladivostok. And I don't know, even know if I said that right, but um, at, I was invited to speak at that event and I met one of your team members that is responsible for the German speaking team and your German partners that yep. um, sell websites in that market. And, you know, we, we were out having a couple of drinks in true George Lee style and um, we're sitting at the bar and there was your account manager and the CEO of the two companies, and I'm not going to mention who it was, um, you know, they, they knew each other so well and the relationship was there. And, you know, that's one thing I've always admired about your organization. And I know that it's, it's deep in your DNA, um, that it, that it is customer first and, and serving that customer. And, and, you know, you have the same model that, that we do in our company. You have a channel partner that then works with SMEs, SMBs, and I'm trying to get rid of acronyms. I'm killing acronyms this year. That's my mission. So, you know, small and medium businesses, small and medium enterprises is the term in, uh, in Europe. But here we're here today to talk to e-commerce and producer Colleen, she's brilliant. She brings fabulous guests like you to the table. Um, and e-commerce is such an important thing at this time. We've been talking about it on the broadcast for now, well, seems like forever, but we really started to lean into it even more because we were watching our friends and neighbors that were business folks, you know, really suffer because they weren't able to, con to conduct business online. So I would love to hear from you because I don't think there's anybody else that has as many team members that build e-commerce websites as you. If you were to just give me the elevator pitch of the value of e-commerce, what would Stephanie Kirk say? I I'd love to hear that. Wow. This is a subject I love to talk about. I really do. And I like to talk about it from the position of the um, small business owner and what it can actually do for them, what it can bring to them to enrich their lives. So, you know, you referenced this year in particular has been very difficult. Yeah, of course, it's been very, very difficult to move. And I, I remember almost a year, a year ago, Pete coming into the office and saying, OK, guys, that's it. For everybody's safety, we're going to be working from home. I'd never run a contact center from home before <laughs> and none of us had. So it was, you know, a difficult first few days to get all of the tech and all of the people aligned to it. But we did it. But we very quickly said, what are we going to do for the SMBs who rely on our products across the globe? How are we going to keep them going? And so within a week, we were able to offer a new, easy and fast to deploy e-commerce solution. 
aimed at keeping them going. Now, this I, is really. Hang on. I'm sorry. I was paying yeah. complete attention to you. I thought you said in a week. Is that? Did you I, say in a week? In a week, George, in a week. It was so important to us to get this moving for our partners. We wanted them to take something to market as quickly as possible. You know, we needed to move faster than the pandemic. And so, you know, we, we partner with best-in-class technology. So we're typically using Equid and WooCommerce for our, um, for our e-commerce solutions. Um, I am blessed with an internal tech team who produce all of these amazing tools in-house to make things even easier for clients. So we rallied together very quickly and the technology that we used was just enabled us to bring something to market very, very fast that was very, very sensible. And that, you know, sensible and common sense is what I love. It has to work. Now, what we're doing is offering these products now for that massive shift in market that we've seen. I have a, if you'll allow me to just give you a couple of case studies here, because this is really no, important to me. I, I would I love, and, and again, I, I just want to frame this up for our audience, because sure. what, what I've found is folks like Stephanie that train teams of people who deliver the solution to the client are the people that obviously have to clean up our mess as salespeople. And I mean that in the most loving way possible, because we love salespeople and we need salespeople, but... There's that, there's that story of the salesperson sells it to the customer and then the person that has to build it actually sells it to the customer. And this is going to be Stephanie's case study. And, and I think that our listeners should listen very closely because you're going to get some talk tracks from Stephanie, I guarantee you, um, that you could use with your clients to better set expectations on what e-commerce is going to deliver for them. So sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to get everybody's attention so that they can they can really consume this goodness that they're going to get here. No problem. No pressure then, right? No pressure. So, <laughs> look, I think the way I see it is, it sounds kind of trite to, to quote things, but out of chaos comes innovation. We see this a lot. And what we've seen is coffee houses switching to click and collect fitness centers with a need to offer signups to online classes, hair and beauty salons who are unable to open their doors but could sell their products online, um, microbreweries. How many microbreweries have popped up that wanted to do local deliveries? They are thriving, those guys. There are very few businesses who wouldn't benefit from a really simple and affordable e-commerce solution. What I've seen in particular, and this is a key one for me, let's talk about gift cards. So, I have a friend back in the UK who's a tattoo artist. His doors had to close this time last year, and he was so concerned he was going to go out of business, but he decided to take on e-commerce and sell gift cards. He's made thousands of dollars in gift cards in the last year, and people all have these ready for when he can open his doors again in the UK. I, I want to, you know, what you just said there is so, you know, that is a pitch. And, and here's the thing the business owner needs to understand. Um, there are consumers in the market that feel bad for you. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you've built loyal fans. So Mr. Ms. Business Person, if you put a gift card online, they will buy it just to support you. And yeah. they're like, oh yeah, but you know, people are really worried that we might not even be, no, they're not actually. The people who love your brand will go out of, the... so I'll give you, a... you, you are right on the money. I'm, I'm tipping more than I ever have. And, yeah. and why is that? I used to employ 400 servers at one point in time, and I know that they worked for their tips. They were going to university. That was what was paying their bills. So here I am, and, and you know, I'm Scottish, so I like to tip at you know, 18%, which I think is pretty good, and now I'm tipping 30%. But the reason for that is we have empathy for that small business. I think that 
Um, you, you know, so thank you for that. The gift card sale is a real important piece. I do want to back up the truck on one item, hair salons and the product sale. So you may be getting shaggy um, because you haven't had a haircut or haven't had your hair done, or maybe, God forbid, you try to do it yourself or you get your significant other to do it, but you still need that product and whatever that product might be. And the one thing that I do know, because my wife is a product expert, she will not change products. So just because I can't go to the hair salon or I can't go to the med spa, I still need the product. Is, is the, the actual street level presentation to the client to show value? You, you mentioned four categories. We had microbreweries, we had the gift cards, coffee shops. What other area are you seeing e-commerce where you didn't even think that e-commerce would be a thing? <laughs> So I was talking to our director of product today, Dave, and very clever guy. And uh, we were doing some coaching today with some of our client management team. And he came up with a really great case study, which is going to suit this down to the ground for you, George. So a massage therapist. So one of our partners works with a massage therapist um, who's offered e-commerce. And I mean, what? what would you sell? So he's like, well, gift vouchers. Okay, gift vouchers, cool. Oh, and essential oils and candles. And they even got into selling on the, you know, the music that you listen to while you're getting a massage? Right. <laughs> They're selling these CDs and things, right? So they decided to do all of this online. And, and right, this is where e-com doesn't just help somebody to stay in business through all this. It helps them to stand out because not only could they continue to trade, but the SEO value of being the only company in their area to offer this brought them better rankings and more and more new customers who would not have seen them otherwise. So you're buying a gift card for somebody who hasn't usually used that company before. They're going to stay with them again if they like the products that they're getting. Right. Can, can we, can can we, we talk, talk about that SEO value? Because the one thing that I've noticed is uh, SEO is voodoo. So depending upon whoever the voodoo artist is that is executing the SEO, they've got a different, they've got a different concept. Um, for our, our sales audience that is listening to this broadcast, um, I think I know what you're saying, but I'd love to understand how Stephanie would coach someone on delivering, again, that street-level idea of the rank and new eyeballs seeing your product, not just the, the transaction. So I, I'd, I'd really like to understand that a little bit more. Of course, yeah. And look, I'm not the SEO guru. So, you know, maybe you need to speak to Dave Elliott at some point on this. But I'll tell you how he said it to me. Because again, I always see this from the uh, the business owner's point of view, not from the, the techie side of it, right? I'm not the SEO wizard. But my understanding of this, so the value is in standing out, being different, offering something different. So Google will go, okay, we have all of these massage therapists in this same local area, which one of them does something more? Which one of them does something different? And it picks up that, hey, there's an e-commerce solution going on on this website. I'm going to value that higher than the others in this same location. So I'm going to push that out further. So, you know, this is about being the first there to be able to, to gather these customers up and get more traffic to your website, get more calls in, more emails. The other thing about this is with the e-com solutions that we offer, SMBs can push out all of their products across their social media networks too. So you update your store, click of a button, everything's out there across your social media network. So of course that's going to add to this too, right? Um, when it's That's a really important point. 
And I'd love to understand from you what some messaging might be. I think that what this is, is this idea of a merging of the various channels of, of local presence. And what I find in talking to business owners, they have no bloody clue what to put on their social media channels. They've attracted a following. They have an audience there. And what you're saying is with a proper e-commerce solution, you could use that as content to that audience on social media, and then it drives it back to the site. Of course you can. Anything that you're linking through, so any any post that you are linking back to your site will link to your shop. And of course, if you're keeping your stock up to date, then you know you, you update your stock as soon as somebody goes on through the social media. Everything's the, the latest. It's got everything on there straight away for them. So your reach is is much further. Can I um share a story with you? Last uh, May, I went to my clothier here in town. Great guy, Gord. Um, and I had bought a pair of shoes, they're amazing, called Lloyd's, German product, amazing product. And uh, then pandemic hits, the Gord store shut down for 60 days. Um, I sent him an email and said, put the, put the brown pair aside for me, and when you guys go back to work, I'll come pick it up. And then when I went to pick up the shoes, I said, you know, we should really help you get an e-commerce website. And, you know, Gord said to me, he said, well, we just put a new inventory system in, and I think that that's going to be a lot of work and a lot of money to tie it all together. Um, I'm sure that, you know, you've heard this piece before. And, and I, I think what Gord was saying was, I don't really understand how it all uh-huh. comes together um, so that my, I'm not selling the brown share of Lo- a pair of Lloyd shoes to you and I don't have it in stock. Um, again, it's that physical idea of sales compared to the e-commerce idea. How would you deal with that objection? And, and then how would you, and I don't even think it was an objection. I think it's a plea for more information. So how, how would you coach on, on dealing with that, Stephanie? So one of the things with these solutions is that the, the client can have a dashboard in the palm of their hand where they can update all of their stock and take care of it and make sure that all the images are up to date and all of that. It's dead simple. A lot of it uses just drag and drop technology. But also with the products that we sell, we would we would never just um, fulfill it and walk away. So whoever's going to sell these products we're going to fulfill those products. We're going to upload the first few products for the client with a really simple tool that was produced in-house. We give them a link, they upload their images for the products and their descriptions, and the tool just generates a file for us. We can put it straight in the site so that they can get up and running very, very quickly with their first few products. But then what we'll do is we'll make sure that their sales agent is up to date with how to then look after it themselves so that they can give them the keys directly and show them exactly how to do it. And of course, you know, with ongoing support programs in place, you know, we will answer any questions that are needed at all. But it's this technology is really simple and we will make sure that people are up to date on how to use it. Well, I, I think that you just delivered a great talk track for our conquerors out there is we're going to get the client to put their best selling products in first. We're going to get them comfortable with that. They're actually going to see transactions flow through their store and then you will get their attention. So I think what Gord was saying, and, uh, you know, I didn't really interrogate it too much more. I just was planting the seed and and hopefully someone could help him. But, you know, I I hear that a lot from sales reps where they're saying, you know, I I think what they're trying to do is they're biting off. They're trying to eat the whole elephant. And then the client gets, again, confused, scared, it's that risk. And um, I've been working on an analogy. I'll, I'll try it on you to see what you think. You have to build the trust. 
And in building the trust, you actually reduce the fear and the fear of the new solution. So if they trust that you're going to help them down the journey, but then there has to be another proof point other than just your voice. You know, the sales rep, um, unfortunately, sales reps have to prove over and over and over again. So by saying, give me your, give me your five best selling products. Let's put those in first. Let's show you that there's value to investing more of your time. And then what we do know about business people is as soon as they realize that this is the way that they can do a better job of feeding their kids, they will invest that time. But to ask them to do the whole thing, I have 7,000 product SKUs and put them all, like that is daunting, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Bit by bit is the way to go. And like you say, George, absolutely great analogy. And put on the best selling products first. If I may, can I give your listeners one more thing that I think is really important as well? And this is the time-saving piece. This is really important to me and would be if I was a small business owner, okay? So imagine you're a small business and your website usually generates about six calls a day, right? And, And for ease of maths, will say each call takes 10 minutes a day. So that's, that's an hour a day, okay? Not every one of those calls results in a sale. Now imagine you have an e-commerce solution. Those clients can find you, work out that you're the best in the area, go to your website, choose the products, and buy them 24-7. Anytime, day or night, you can be fast asleep and your shop is still open. So let's say time poor business owner who wouldn't want to get an hour a day back. And you know what I'd do with it? During these times, it's really difficult to manage our people and look after our people. And as managers and business owners, we have a duty of care to to look after them through this really tough time, right? If I had that 60 minutes back per day as a small business owner, I would be nurturing my people. I'd be checking in, future planning, getting a click and collect coffee, maybe, whatever. (laughs) But that's where I would spend my time. And I'm pretty sure that your guys out there can think of many, many other things that their clients could be doing with that hour a day. Well, you can tell that you lead a large team because that is a great leadership lesson for, (laughs) you know, for those business folks to be, to be investing in their teams. I have two other items that I think are really important. And I know that you're going to continue to educate us because I've learned a lot already. Um, the Google carousel. So right now I go online and I search for a product or service and I get Wayfair and I get Walmart and I get uh, whatever it might be. And and some of those brands are quite daunting when I'm the local business owner, but with an e-commerce solution set up properly, you would be able to appear in that carousel in that market. Absolutely. Am I lying or am I telling the truth in advance or am I overselling it? You're not lying at all. And it, it must be extremely daunting for small business owners to look at, you know, the Amazons of the world and say, well, hell, you know, how am I going to compete with them? But again, it's like we were saying earlier, you know, you are local. People are going to look for local providers. And yeah, you, you can come up and you can compete with some of the big hitters if you have e-commerce. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the interesting thing about this also from a from a delivery mechanism of the trusted local advisor, the salesperson that is taking this prospect on a tour of what life might be like. You have to, you know, I I find that if you draw a parallel to experiences that they've already had. So, you know, Mr. Ms. Business Person, what's the last thing that you purchased? And they'll tell you a gazebo. Oh, well, where'd you buy it from? Oh, I bought it from Costco. How did you come to that determination to buy it from Costco? 
or Walmart or Home Depot. Anyways, insert brand, insert large, massive brand here. It was a, it was a Google search and it was probably the carousel. Now the transaction happened on the e-commerce website. So what I've found with businesses, they need to understand to your point of local is with the local ranking you're going to get from a GMB profile and maybe a little bit of SEO work and not even a lot of SEO work, a little bit of SEO work. When I search for gazebo in my local market and the e-commerce site is plumbed to that carousel properly or whatever, Facebook marketplace, it doesn't matter. You will now rank alongside those massive global brands, which I think they all want, but they just don't know how to get there. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. And, and you know, anything that, uh, Anything we can advise them on, we will try to advise them on, no problem at all. It's, yeah, like you say, it's the locality piece, George. It's it's the looking for that service in my area. Yeah, okay, at some point on that page, the Home Depot or whatever is going to come up. But who's going to come up on that map? Right. Who's going to come up on that map at the top of the page? That's actually absolutely right. Okay, the second thing that I wanted to interrogate, I think when we say okay. e-commerce, everybody thinks of a store. Mm. But... Yet we have this idea of conducting business online is e-commerce. And sometimes the transaction is just booking a meeting or sometimes the transaction is booking in the calendar of the massage therapist. Sometimes the transaction is a virtual showroom. Um, you know, is, is that the way that you see e-commerce as well? Is it's more than just the shopping cart experience? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And again, going back to what we were talking about, how, how different businesses have had to pivot to these new times. I, I still use a fitness center back in Yorkshire in the UK. And I go online and I book in my sessions and I go to the Zoom meetings and I see all the folks that I used to go to the gym with, all they're on camera. And it's superb because I haven't lost that community. I right. still have that community in my life. And, you know, I, I hate exercising on my own. I have to, it has to be a social thing. So I've managed to keep that up. And yeah, it's things like that are of absolute value. E-commerce, absolutely right. This is not about going online and purchasing a sweater. <laughs> it's a lot more than that now. Um, yeah, I, frankly, I, found... I go on. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. <laughs> it's fine. I find also that what you said about the candles and the oils and the experience. I, I, yeah. well, I went right to experience. So, yeah. you know, you go to the massage therapist and they're great or you wouldn't keep going, right? But there yeah. are things happening in that room that add to that experience, the scent, the music, mm. And the ability to tie those things together, I, uh, producer Colleen and I go to the same uh, yoga studio. She doesn't know that because I haven't been in a while, but I, I went to that. And when you would walk into the foyer of the studio, it would have the mats. It would have the uh, DVDs of the, of the episodes it w or of the classes. It would have um, the experience that people are having. And I've found if we can tie that talk track in as well. And, yeah. you know, what, what is a local business person like talking about? more than anything. They like to talk about the thing they built. And Absolutely. a lot of that has to do with the experience more than the product, because I can get the product. We just talked about that. I could get the gazebo from anywhere. So any, you know, you, you brought up the couple of items. Are there any other tips on how the business could capture that experience through e-commerce? Wow. I mean, you were just referencing the experience and, um, and I know of um, uh, a business owner who has a hair salon. She's been selling her products, as we referenced earlier, no problem. But she's also been selling online tutorials as to how to use them, 
which I just think is phenomenal. Let's all learn a new skill. That's what everybody wants to do in lockdown, right? Learn a new skill. And it also just comes to mind now. I was talking to a colleague who recently, their favorite restaurant they can't go to at the moment. We're still pretty much locked down over here. And I, my gosh, I am really missing restaurants. Now, my favorite restaurant here where I live in Harlem is a beautiful fusion restaurant and a lot of it is the experience. It's going there. So, yeah, they're doing deliveries at the moment. Fantastic. I can order their food, but it's just not the same. My colleague who's living in Amsterdam, his favorite restaurant is a Thai restaurant in Amsterdam, and they refuse to deliver their food hot. What they do is they deliver all of the ingredients and they give you all of the instructions and they tell you what wines you should pair with it and all of that. What an experience. I mean, this is like date night getting takeout. Yeah, great. But date night cooking together and making the meals that you have from your favorite restaurant with the best wines. Superb. What an experience. Well, what a brilliant uh, message there. And, I, and I'm also thinking about my restaurant friends because I did spend some time in the restaurant business. And, and I'm thinking about, you know, that candle on the table that you buy for two pennies because you use 100,000 of them in a month. Why not a more upgraded candle um, and then sell it? online as a part of that experience because we're not going to go to the restaurant seven days a week but we could have that experience more nights during the week and and that's what you're speaking to uh you know we could probably go on for hours and and i look forward to our next meeting hopefully face to face but stephanie you know it's always a pleasure meeting you um you definitely are one of the top talents i have met in this space and and it's interesting folks as you listen to stephanie there was zero sales pitch in there it was all about helping the local business and i've got this new thing stephanie and uh those who know me well know that George always has some new thing, but this is my new thing. I believe that sales in 2021 is being a tour guide and you are going to work with the customer and understand what their destination or outcome is. And then your job is to take them on the tour and to, to help them navigate the waters. And I, I think you've probably been on a few tours in your life. I know I have been, and I've never had a tour guide lead me down the back alley where I got beat up. Um, you know, the tour guide's job is to take you in the places that you need to go to have the best experience to reach the outcome that you have. And I think that that puts a whole different lens on sales. Um, the, also, the other thing is not all about the product. It's about the story around the area that we're visiting on the tour and why it's important and what the, you know, what you've heard from other people that they liked about it. And that's delivering a case study. So, you know, what you did here over the last, you know, 25 minutes or so was took us on an amazing tour of how to take e-commerce to our customers and show them that there may be a new normal for them that they should embrace. And at the end of the day, they're able to feed their kids, which is what this is all about is helping those local businesses. So true pleasure seeing you again. It's great to see that you're well. Um, take care of one of my favorite cities on earth, please, because I'm hoping to get back there very soon and say hello to all our friends at Spotser. I, I wouldn't be a salesperson though, if I didn't say Spotser has amazing offer inside the marketplace. Um, we have worked with them on numerous, very large, uh, installations of hundreds of sites. We also have worked with them on individual, they individual sites, and it doesn't matter. I don't know how you guys do it, but you offer that same level of white glove service to every customer. And, uh, we really appreciate the partnership. So great speaking to you. Absolutely, is too. Thank you so much, George. It's been really interesting to talk to you. We could 
talk to Stephanie for hours, obviously. It also, you know, I find it helps when, you know, you've met somebody face to face and been in their offices and, and can see the, the environment that they're in. And I, and I did have that privilege. It, it really was an impressive organization. Um, watching those teams communicate in the native language of the customers that they have in all of those different uh countries. You know, Pete Ermson has been on the broadcast before the CEO of Spotser. He's a longtime media executive with numerous organizations in Australia, and he's built something pretty special there at Spotser. We like him a lot. Stephanie's brilliant. You can tell that. You know, one of the things I like about Stephanie is she really must talk to a lot, a lot of business people because she delivered, there was no product pitch there at all. She didn't talk about how fast the website would be, how many pages, what the technology was. She didn't mention the names of the technology, but it was more to, to, you know, to tell us about the world-class technology they were using. What she did talk about is a lesson for every salesperson that was on this broadcast today listening. It was the outcome that was being delivered for the customer. There was 32 case studies. Don't quote me on that number, but in, there was a lot of case studies in there that were delivered. And that is the way that you sell. You deliver a story about how you've solved a similar problem for a similar business and you paint an outcome that you can actually deliver for the customer. So many talk tracks that you could deliver on the street to your customers in this broadcast. I I can't, there's just so many of them. First off, I love the idea, massage therapist freaking out because they can't massage worried that their customers are going to buy that gun thing with the knob on it and then drill themselves and now they won't need a massage therapist. But I'll tell you what, it won't smell the way that it does at the massage therapy clinic, won't have the same essential oils that you can put places, won't have the the music that's being played in the studio. Like I didn't even think of that. And I'm sitting here going, boy, my drill that I bought on Amazon work a hell of a lot better if I had those candles that my massage therapist has. So it it is that idea of creating something out of chaos. In fact, she's got a great line that she quoted, and I love that line. It is, out of chaos comes innovation. And what we need to understand is when we are faced with some of our biggest challenges is where we might come up with a new idea that will redefine our business. We've talked about COVID as being a forcing function. We've been out there as conquerors talking to our client base for bloody years about you need e-commerce, you need to book online, you need to do these things. Oh, by the way, make sure your listing data is right. And here we are with an event that has made all of those things completely vital to the lifeblood of that business. So now we swoop in and we help that business owner. But I don't think we should walk in there and dump product all over them. I think we should walk in there and be like Stephanie and talk about how we've solved challenges for other businesses in the same space, give them some trust, remove the fear of the new solution that you're putting in front of them. Such a great broadcast. Thank you to Stephanie for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And, you know, she really embodied what we're all about here at the Conquer Local podcast. It is being the trusted expert and delivering solutions that will help your client feed their kids. Thanks for joining us this week. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, George Leith, and Colleen McGrath. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Recorded and mixed at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.